0: Thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely Podcast. My guest in this episode is NRA marksman instructor Nathan Shirk, who's also an MMA fighter, a Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu teacher, personal trainer, and singer songwriter. We discuss the importance of the Second Amendment and firearms in citizen self defense. We also get in depth on the AR 15, damage capacity of different types of guns and ammunition, mass shootings, the perpetuators of toxic masculinity, and the need for real men in modern America. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It's not medical or financial advice. And this podcast is sponsored by Orgain's line of organic plant-based supplements. Use the link in the show notes or check out at orgain.com with code PATRICK30 to get 30% off of your first order. Now let's get to the show. Check, one, two, Mike It's the five-foot assassin. You still hear me good?
1: Life dog. Rest in peace. Yeah, I can poor, hear you great. Poor fella. Yeah, seriously. That was, wasn't it, wasn't it like diabetes or some shit? It was something fucked up, man. Yes. It was diabetes. It
0: was. And then was it lupus that killed Jay Dilla? Oh, Christ. That sounds about right. And uh, then Prodigy had sickle cell. Oh, that's right. Prodigy, man. But I I think it was some of his lifestyle that...
1: That's one of those aspects of like, when people talk about systemic racism, the amount of black people that just die from like weird fucking non... Like diseases that are just not an issue in other fucking communities. I'm like, "Eh, there's something else. There's something, there's some sort of environmental factor at play here. I just feel like there has to be.
0: You know, when I've worked in places where the majority of my coworkers were African American, yeah, those guys joked about not living past fifty. Yeah. They'd be like, "I'm smoking this pack of this whole pack of Black and Milds today because what does it matter? I'm not living past 50.
1: You know about the whole situation out in uh in Hunters Point, which is actually that's where I was born. That's where I I lived there for the first eight ten years of my life. No. Um, that is a that is a neighborhood Um, it's a lot of public housing but it's also just a historically black neighborhood and the bay that section of the bay there was like I don't know like the navy was doing experiments there but also there was just a huge amount of just pollution everyone knows it it's an open it's an open secret if you've never seen the movie The Last Black Man in San Francisco you should it's fucking dope We'll, and it got, we'll watch it this week. It deals with that. It deals a lot with that. Wow. Actually, the house that the dude lives in in that movie is literally next door to the vacant lot that was next door to the house that I was that I was born in. Basically,
0: it's pretty cool. All right, I look forward to watching it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, right. you do this.
0: Yeah. I was, I was thinking about something the last couple days, which okay. I don't normally think about, but I guess I was prepping a little bit uh-huh. uh, to, to do this. And I was thinking about how I don't know many active military or retired military that is uh, anti-gun slash mm-hmm. pro-heavy-duty gun control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and i don't think i'm wrong that the vast majority of our military favors the second amendment
1: no i don't think you are at all i think that's accurate that's also the sense i get from dudes who either who, who have served or, or who are serving and there's and there's exceptions notable exceptions very vocal exceptions but yeah that's that's i think that's a fair i think that's a fair generalization <clears throat>
0: I was wondering to myself, how many people that aren't military personnel have been like shot at? Right. Right. Yeah. Because- It's a
1: good voice. I've, yeah.
0: And um, the academic argument to that was, well, if no one had guns, couldn't have been shot at
1: good shot, sure
0: but I was thinking about it because I haven't just been and what happens when the person shooting at you is law enforcement yeah and what happens when you didn't actually do anything they thought that you were the other token white guy in right. the scenario right And that situation revealed to you that law enforcement uses violence. Right. Without probable cause. Often. I don't know if they do it often or not. I'm inclined to agree with you. But what I know is that they will do it in my life.
1: Right. It's happened to you. It's something that you've actually personally had to contend with
0: and i wonder how many people who are strongly mm-hmm. anti-gun mm-hmm. have been shot at by law enforcement <laughs> i mean
1: <laughs> you're i mean so
0: i mean i hate to oversimplify this conversation no, like, right off the bat
1: you're coming right out of the gate with i mean that's a foundational question man which is just you know and i think it ties into your point about um, people that have served in the military, it's, you, you, you can't entertain the contrivance that, um, violence has no place in our, you know, like guns and violence have no place in our society when you've been to war and when you've been shot at by police and when you've been the victim of, uh, police brutality or, or just the victim of violence in general. I,
0: Right. Like, like, let's, let's, let's include like when your parent has, has brought when, you know, when a child is in a, a home where the parent is attacking them, mm-hmm. you know, or, or yeah. a woman domestic abuse and all of that kind of stuff that people are, it seems like they're generally um, when they haven't been through it, they, they don't um, they, they, Folks on might almost seem flippant at times.
1: Well, yeah, they're kind of like this shouldn't be part of the world we live in, right? Because right. it hasn't been. Now, again, the, the notable exception to that would be people who had children who were children who were victims of uh, mass shootings or just victims of, of violence in general. I mean, you know, there's there is there is, for example, in inner city communities, there is uh, a lot of swell like very grassroots support for gun control but the the form it takes in those communities often is something more along the lines of let's figure out a way to stop illegal guns from getting into the hands of, of people yes let's make sure that people are punished appropriately for using guns illegally and for possessing guns illegally um that is that's been my impression but but your larger point, I think, what you're driving at is, is that the, the attitude that prevails amongst those who think that um, stronger gun control is just a no-brainer or that certain guns just shouldn't exist in or that really nobody should have guns is a view, I think, that um, it's not something that people who have actually had to contend with violence in their life really see as it's not so much that, that they're that they're like they just know that's not true they just know it's not the case that um violence saying that it shouldn't be something we have to deal with you know like why do we live in this country with all this you know with all this violence gun violence guns etc cetera, etc cetera. they're like they're like well yeah it'd be great if we didn't but we do right, right. and Generally speaking, I think their conclusion is I don't, I don't want to end up being the one dude that doesn't have a gun um, in that type of society. And, I don't
0: want somebody to be the dude that doesn't have one either.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's <a laughs> well, very, unless
0: they're yeah. unless they're a bad guy. But like I'm giving I'm giving that guy the benefit of the doubt. It's how like do you, you know what? You figure you're
1: out work right. right. How do you figure out before they've actually committed a crime? So I mean, you're already like opening. You're already cracking cracking open like. <clears throat> the nuance and the complexity of this debate. I'll tell you, this is something I I had already decided I wanted to tell you about because I think it's such a telling anecdote. I have a a client, um, you know, very, very liberal, not in a sanctimonious way. She and I have uh, very open, honest discussions about uh, politics um, and I agree with her on on a great deal of things. I mean, in a lot of ways, I am very progressive. I am very liberal.
0: Hey, actually, let's pause before this anecdote. Yeah, sure. Let's let's give the audience a little bit of a frame of reference. Okay. First of all, we are talking about guns in America Mm -hmm. because we both believe that it is not a black and white issue. And there's a lot of nuance involved that deserves being parsed out. Second of all, um, you're a well-educated guy with a lot of life experience. Um, so they tell me you've, you've got academic degrees and, um, you're also a professional martial artist, um, successful trainer, uh, and you're, you're very, um, I don't want to use the wrong words, but you have a lot of knowledge of weapons.
1: Yeah. Particularly firearms. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm competent with firearms I, from a from a
0: tactical standpoint i wouldn't even say
1: tactical just I, I understand how to use them i understand how to use them safely i understand how to use them effectively i wouldn't say th- there's a big difference between knowing how to use a firearm and knowing how to use a firearm in combat and i think that okay. t- real combat like ta- like when people talk about tactical or conjuring up the idea of sort of like uh wartime situations um but using a pistol or, or, or a rifle or, or a shotgun in, in self-defense. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I, I've gotten competent.
0: I'm
1: and I've trained, trained to be able to do and, and I can do and I hope I never have to do. And then also just generally firearms um, as mechanically, I understand them, and I have a knowledge of what, what they can and cannot do, um, how they function, the difference between different types of firearms, um, both in their functionality and then in, in their application. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's, I mean I mean I'm an NRA certified marksman instructor. Uh, it's yeah, I'm not talking about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. So and and from uh, from across the room somebody sees Nathan Shirk and they, they make kind of a, a lot of people would assume that you're just a a blanket hardcore conservative and they probably make a lot of wrong assumptions about, you know, other parts of your character and stuff though. So I just wanted to kind of add that as a frame, which you're not. But, you know, you can, you can speak for yourself when it comes to that. But I just wanted to add some frame of reference to, as you I'm, started, I, let's, started the anecdote, you know. I am opposed,
1: so- let, let's put it this way. I'm opposed to communism, but probably in favor of UBI. I'm, 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 okay. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm being won over by that idea. So I, I recognize, I think that my, my politics are um, <laughs> opposed to communism. I, I, I see and appreciate the the threat and danger of collectivist um, and big state um, solutions to problems. Uh, And I think that in that sense, that makes me a conservative. But I also think that the problems that that those, the problems that those proposed solutions are trying to address are real problems and they do need to be addressed. I just, I'm skeptical of uh, I'm skeptical of, of, of the the efficacy of some of the solutions that are proposed um, by you know those on what would be considered the progressive or liberal side of the the political aisle. So that's well
0: well said. So, <laughs> like on on a surface level, a uh, a very liberal lady might be expected to have the opposite views sure. that, that you do on a surface level, and and in sure. reality, that's that's not the case let's return to your anecdote please
1: yeah um so and that's actually that's a good way to put it because it's the discussions we we, we had about it are not very nuanced because i acknowledge so this is this is the anecdote um and i and i didn't do this in, in in an adversarial way but i said okay well imagine you know because her mm-hmm. position is i don't want guns I don't want a gun. I don't want to be around guns, I don't want to look at guns. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm more afraid that I would hurt myself with a gun than anyone else. Um, and statistically, it's very interesting. You have to get the devil's due. Statistically, that is true. But that's be- because most violence is domestic in the first place. Most violence is the result of um, or, I mean, I guess the bottom, most violence is unlawful. Most violence is not self-defense, right? So when, right. when the statistic about guns are more likely to be used um, against someone in your home than they are against a criminal, yeah, that's, that doesn't surprise me at all. I am statistically the number one threat to my wife and children, statistically. Right. You know, so, so it doesn't surprise me at all that if there's a gun in a house, it's much more likely that it's going to be used against someone in that house than against a criminal interactions with criminals coming into your house are exceedingly rare. Domestic violence is depressingly fucking common. So, um, but her, her, you know, her, her, her feeling about it was basically, I, I just don't, I'm not comfortable around guns. I don't like guns. I remember she actually used that phrase. I don't like guns. And I remember I said, to her, I don't like guns either. And I really want to clarify that. I think that's something that I should make clear right out of the bat. I'm not and we could get into this more later. I think there's a culture that has emerged in this country of people who like guns as guns in and of themselves,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: I do think that that is um, represents a there, there's I think that that betrays a coarsening of our um, of our culture, and and, and, it, and it does bother me. And and she was expressing very. Just on an almost like gut emotional level, just like I don't want tools of death around me, and and I said, okay, well let, let's imagine um, someone breaks into your house, right? And I can make a gun magically appear next to your bed at that moment. You don't have to have it in your house. It doesn't have to be around. It's just you. It's there when you need it, right? And she said, no, I still just, I just you shoot don't. me. <laughs> Basically, what she said was, I would rather try to reason with the person or to go, or, or like, I would rather rely on our shared humanity than resort to violence. that she didn't put it in those words, but it was just her basic feeling was just like, I am so uncomfortable with the idea of doing violence. And with this, this tool that is specifically for that. Um that I would rather, even under that circumstance, I would not want a gun around. And I think that if we don't, what, what's that song? Um, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lay down my, my sword and shield down by the riverside, I ain't gonna study war no more. You know, like we need people like that. We need to, responsible gun owners and people who advocate for the right of, um, responsible citizens to have the means to defend themselves we need to understand that people who have that attitude are not stupid they're not crazy they're not uninformed they are they 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 reckon, they they're holding on to an instinct that i think all of us need to try to retain on some level which is that we should really prefer the world we should really want is a world in which there are no guns and there's no need for guns. And if we ever slip into becoming too comfortable with the presence of guns in our lives, if we take them for granted, if we take them as a given, if we don't always remind ourselves like this is, I mean, this not, not to get too metaphysical this early in the discussion, but like if there's a more like just physical manifestation of the fact that we live in a fallen world, in a world that is not um, what it is, was supposed to be. It is, the, it is a gun. The gun is, is literally, it is human ingenuity and, and they are ingenious pieces of, of machinery.
0: And it's of like the, we hacked the matrix. What's that? We, it's like we hacked the I matrix, we but we really weren't supposed to, like uh, the program <laughs> was running fine.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, and, and we live in a world where our brilliance and our ingenuity has been oriented in to creating these these tools that are for for killing yeah for 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 murder Quit. and and I use murder rhetorically i not all killing is is murder but but I think that you always have to like I talk to guys sometimes and I go, oh yeah I think bricks in my house i' I'll put fifteen in them for my I'm like Bro, like you should not be so fucking excited. And have you ever cavalier. been shot at? <laughs> yeah, have you ever been shot at? Like the I dudes really who talk like the dudes do talk like that. have. <laughs> and they and they and they they probably if someone did break into their house they probably would just pissed their pants. And, you know, like it's. But my point is that she had she had an instinct about guns that's not wrong. That's what I'm trying to say, which is that. They are wicked. They ap- that, I, there's no getting around it. They or at the very least, they are a manifestation of wickedness. And in that sense, losing sight of that, I think, is um, we do so at our peril. Um, lionizing and fetishizing weapons as as something other than a very uh, regrettable means to a good end um, is is that's the road to ruin i mean that's barbarism essentially um i think you know i think about these guys walking with their you know taking their ar-15s like into the supermarket and i'm like i mean there's so many things wrong with that but but on but on the base level it's just like it's like that's that's like what you know the most uncivilized um just retrograde human being that's behavior that like shitty people engaging to walk into a peaceful area with a weapon and like make your presence felt. here what, i am
0: what you gonna do
1: exactly you know like i'm gonna convey to you how how much power i have it's like yeah mm-hmm. and that and that gets into a whole other thing about like what what i think is really behind you know, mass shootings and, and the guns that these guys use et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, but you know, i just funny. wanted to sorry go ahead
0: uh, yeah i just it's funny you say that because like i'm I'm around like a bunch of really hardcore dudes on a really regular basis. Yeah, and <laughs> guys are, are strapped up all the time, Yeah, but you don't even, I mean, I know. Right. But if you're not someone who's like on the, on the in, you would have no idea that there's, you know, a weapon around an ankle and a, and a weapon under the shirt and that right. kind of thing. Right. Um. And that, is not because they're being polite to me. That's because that's the most effective way of keeping themselves and the people that they want to protect safe.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think that uh yeah, guns, you know, and again, my client's instinct, you know, like I don't want to see it, I don't want to look at it, I don't want it around, you know. Like I don't want to be surrounded by fucking guns, man. Like that's it's that's a weird way to live
0: um so is it is it fair for me to say that the rest of this conversation is going to work within a like a framework of and obviously we don't feel the same way about about gun control you're gonna you know um elaborate on exactly I bet we're pretty
1: simpatico but yeah but
0: is it safe to say that within that framework uh we both feel mm-hmm. that pro gun mm-hmm. people as a group need to start bringing a little more compassion to the conversation with people who want more gun control because of what you just explained that those people aren't wrong for having those natural feelings in terms of their, their framework for how this world can get better. And someone may feel strongly that there's no way around it. You need guns in this world and that's, that's how I feel.
1: Yes.
0: But that doesn't mean that I feel that that person is stupid right. or weak or, or whatever. Right. And, you know, like, I want my family to know how to use a gun. I want the people in my home to know where the gun is, what to do with it where to put themselves if someone were to come in the house, all of those things. But it's all treated with, I think the word is levity. Mm. Um, it's treated with a sense of, we reluctantly need to do this.
1: Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's a good way to put it. I think, that, I think that is my attitude. And I think that if people who um, were terrified of guns, writ large, you know, just the presence of guns. You know, most of them understand the police and the military have to have guns, of, of course, you know, this and that's the thing, is we're all we're all steeped in violence. We're all participating in it, whether we whether we're doing it ourselves or not. Um but yeah, I think the, those people who have that that just that just like gut level like I don't want everyone to just have fucking guns, you know? Um if we can't start having a conversation with them that acknowledges the, the morally correct posture, right? That they're starting from, but try to reorient them towards saying like, you, your instinct is right, but you're, you're, it's, 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 it's in the wrong world, I guess is the, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and acknowledge acknowledge their their um acknowledge that what what they see in gun culture is not totally a a figment of their imagination you know a lot of times when pro second amendment uh or pro you know pro gun ownership i i hesitate to use the term pro-gun versus
0: anti-gun but it's yeah i I, i've been searching for the right term to even to
1: fair i mean i'm not pro-gun but i am pro-private gun ownership right Right. and i think that people who are pro-private gun ownership if if they can start the conversation by acknowledging that the people who don't agree with them are like you said operating from a framework that is actually um predicated upon a really important moral principle, which is that we really should try not to fucking hurt each other. And we really should try to live in harmony and peace and love. Um, You have to understand, I really think that for a lot of them, that's where it comes from. Now there's also a small subset who I think it's almost like a cultural marker. It's a way of, um, it's a way of establishing themselves
0: as like sort of socially superior. Virtue signaling.
1: Absolutely. I think, I do think there is some of that, but I also think that for a lot of them, it's a very weird. they look at, they look at these things, they look at these crimes, these these fucking horrendous mass shootings, you know, um, and they just think, Christ almighty, how can we be okay with living in this kind of culture? And I think the very first thing you have to say to them is, I'm not okay with that. But what what you want to do will not fix it, one, will not fix it think it will and two there are there are secondary consequences to it that you don't fully appreciate but um i hear you and i and i share with you on a visceral level um that just disgust with um With 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 violence is this thing that we're all just like, yeah, just so cavalier about, you know? Like, it, and and you get this a lot in the in the gun scene. Um, I I've been around these guys a lot, and it it's not all of them, but there's a small subset who, man, they're just they're just a little too comfortable with with the whole the whole the whole thing the whole like idea of like killing and you know gotta have a gun to defend yourself gotta be ready they're not just it goes beyond just needing to contend with regrettable circumstances
0: it's almost fetishist
1: it's absolutely fetishist.
0: those people usually aren't the ones uh for instance like one of my better buddies here is a big-time gun guy yeah he's also a big-time hunter Mm. and like when certain seasons for certain game are are coming up he's like out training packing things through the mountains so he's ready to carry out a deer yeah like he's doing all of this work outside of making sure that he's accurate with his his gun that he'll be using for x y or z purpose Mm -hmm. and there's there's excitement about the entire aspect of being a sportsman of the hunting that the guns are like a part of it right but they're and i i notice it a lot because i haven't been around a lot of guys who are like truly avid sportsmen like that and like I'm even impressed about the passion for like going and scouting. Like, that's the craziest sure. shit to me with like binoculars and figuring Yeah, out going
1: it. to try and find out like where's the best, what you yeah. know, where,
0: where are these,
1: where are these uh, deer grazing? Where's the best place going to be to set up thick shot from? Right. Uh, how am I going to pack it out from there? That sort of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly.
0: And I, I feel like the, the subset that you're describing is generally also like 300 pounds. They're not um, hunters. They're not. They're,
1: they're LARPing. They're live action role players. Fucking okay. no. And,
0: and that's where the fetishist comment comes from, yeah. because it's it's like this this um, exaggerated focus on something that within the grand scheme of all these different subjects, whether it's hunting or self defense or or chaos or anarchy, like the guns, like a really small part about it, s- small part of it, mm-hmm. and and yet they're placing all of the importance. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. And there's also something, um, you know, to become a dangerous man, to become a warrior, right? And I, and I, and I use that term, I try to, to even say it, you know, I, I, I realize how many motherfuckers there are out there throwing that shit around who have no idea what they're talking about, Right.
0: Right, and you um, spent a spend a bit of your life actually trying to embody. Spend, that. Spend, yeah, man.
1: I mean, it, it's but and this is the thing: the barrier to entry when it comes to firearms is is low. Right. This is the thing: martial arts, um, actual fighting. There's a barrier to entry. In order to in order to become proficient in that art, there's there's a there's a there's a, a self limiting um, thing that takes place where you can't you don't just get the power to do that damage to other human beings without having your character tested now i'm sure you know plenty of motherfuckers in the martial arts game who are sociopathic assholes they're out there but the vast majority but the vast majority of them have a code of some sort and and it and it emerges they have an appreciation of the power that they wield and it emerges from the sacrifices and the suffering that they have to undertake in order to achieve that power. The same is not necessarily true for guns. Right. And, and there's, so I'll say two things and then, and that'll probably lead to the next phase here. I've often, and there's simply no way to legislate this, but if, if I had it my way, gun control would essentially assist of, um, grown adults. They wouldn't even necessarily have to be men, but, um, People who have owned guns and used guns and understand guns um, and have never, you know, obviously never used them in an immoral or uh, unlawful or unethical way. Those being the locus of discretion about who gets to have a gun, and 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 that's interesting. Young men or young women having to undergo some sort of of tutelage or apprenticeship from that class in order to. be allowed to have firearms now i know that that flatly contradicts the second amendment and there's there's all sorts of and this is why i say it's unworkable there's no way to really actually achieve this and not have potential violations of due process and
0: sure but you can kind of work backwards from that that theoretical
1: it used to be the case growing up that if you walked into a gun shop by a gun the gun owner was It was understood that he was going to evaluate it. It was understood that he was not just going to sell a gun to any motherfucker that walked in. And it was understood that if you were selling a a gun privately, like a private firearm transfer, it was was incumbent upon you, the seller, to make sure that you weren't selling a gun to someone who oughtn't have a gun. And that discretion at that sort of granular basic level, talk about being a conservative, I'm I'm always a fan of like, localized solutions to problems right fuck yeah um i think that the, the commodification the commercialization and the, and the marketing campaign particularly i'm going to come right out and say it particularly around the ar-15 has led to um a, a a an erosion of that sense of responsibility that people have when they are when they are uh, conferring gun ownership upon another person, so that's one, and then two. So that's the sort of like, you know, pie in the sky gun regulation that I would love to see be put in place, but is, you know, again, it's pie in the sky, could work, but but the instinct of you know the right. idea that there's it's you must demonstrate yourself to be worthy of of, of sound mind and, and worthy character to uh, adopt this this tremendous responsibility that's one and then two and this is this one is much more succinct um if you have not uh had if if you're a dude and you have not had sex with a woman in like the last two years without paying for it no guns for you like that's that's a that's just a basic red flag again like i think that if you if you want to drill down the real common denominator with these dudes who are doing these mass shootings, it is that they have, they're, they're, they're fucking frustrated men. Their Masculinity is, is not uh, what they wish it to be, and the gun that they buy is a vector for achieving that, and we can get into this more, but the point I always try to make is you don't, they're not... You don't need an AR-15 to commit a mass shooting at all. There's all sorts of... We'll get into that. But but the reason these guys are doing mass shootings and the reason they're doing it with an AR-15 are the same reason. What
0: and is that reason?
1: Because that gun, the way it's been marketed, the way it's sold, the way it's... I don't know how much you're around the industry and the scene, but it is
0: very Naked. little but i'm around ar-15s with some regularity well
1: so they are nakedly marketed as a way of reclaiming america ones. and and, and <laughs> one's uh um, stolen masculinity okay of, of 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 achieving agency and power
0: in the world um they are well wow, that hits different because like it strikes me as almost the opposite so that's fascinating interesting
1: the the, the way are marketing what you're
0: saying makes perfect sense to me uh, okay that makes total sense to me but to me like i'm i'm always trying to be like as competent as i possibly can with like the bit like i want to be as competent as i possibly can with my yeah, hands but that's,
1: that's patrick that's because your masculinity is not stunted and threatened you're right. your you're guy who's achieved something you know right you, 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 you're confident. You're capable. Uh, you are all the things that mass shooters are not.
0: But so the mass, you're saying the mass shooter, he either doesn't think about it or he doesn't think. Well, wow, I could never be an actual badass, but if I get this in my hands, they're gonna, they're gonna respect. They're gonna see the man in me.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, brother. That's exactly what it is. That, that is, perfect. I mean, that's it that makes, is my
0: opinion. The reason they're not. Well, it makes reason, it makes sense to me. The reason they're not going and doing this
1: shit with um, a pistol and, you know, 15 loaded magazines, which Mm -hmm. you could accomplish the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. um, or a shotgun or whatever, is because those weapons do not have, they do not, they're not perceived to confer upon the wielder the same level of um, power. And agency and badassery you know to, to to use you I mean that's what it is but dudes want to be badasses dudes want to be fucking badasses like no dude wants to be a no dude wants to be a weakling dudes want to be respected uh they want to have power they want to have influence and that firearm there's a whole there's a whole industry around like accessories and like you know shit you can put on your gun yes. like you know like and i'm not i'm not even saying any of that is necessarily wrong it's right. just and some of it's kind of tight some of it is dope man yeah. um, but again <laughs> it's it's it is it is filled it's a little bit you know honestly like it's not unlike what muscle cars used to be um and i'm and again plenty of dudes who have muscle cars who aren't like you know, stunted. Half men, you know, but right. he, he, you know as well as I do. Like when you see one who is
0: right, know? and it's it, there's like this big contrast between a guy oh, yeah. him, who's a real man and he loves his car, right? And this is what he wanted, and right. a guy who's like clearly not a real man, and this is all he's got going.
1: This is it? This is his way. So mm-hmm. I think that the uh, I think that the, the AR-15 and the mass shootings go hand in hand, but not because you need an AR-15 to accomplish what these guys accomplish, in these, in these really um, just incandescently evil uh, acts. Um, it's, they go hand in hand because they feed the same, they feed the same thing that's missing uh, in the individuals that are, that are committing those crimes.
0: I have something ungun related to say about that. Okay. You made the comment at the beginning of this subject matter mm. that the the gun part is kind of low hanging fruit when it comes to the mass shooting situation. Yeah. And I was about I was going to say it when you said it because that's the perfect description of guns in relation to these mass shootings to me
1: yeah they're the most obvious i I probably just
0: triggered a lot of people just saying that but hear me out guys and girls i'm going to borrow from joe rogan and i'm going to borrow from my old doctor life but the joe rogan part is you got to imagine most of these individuals that do wrong things, some are sociopaths, yes. But most people who commit crimes and acts of violence were once normal little Mm three-year-olds. And as someone who has a childhood littered with events that could have and should have turned me to the dark side, like I've had to actively like make the decision to go the other way. And that isn't because I'm, like, better or maybe I'm smarter. But my point is, is I totally understand when somebody just turns. Yeah, man. And for these kids, and I call them kids because they, if nothing else, they never became men. But if when these kids got to the point that they wanted to go shoot up a school to feel powerful. Yeah. Like where is the concern about the amount of time they're spending on computer screens? Where's the concern about their lack of socialization? Where's the concern about their lack of physical activity? Where is their concern about their lack? uh, And I'm combining things I just said, but of, of playing team sports, you know, where's the concern about diet and sufficient magnesium and not too much sugar in what you're eating? you know where is the concern about the family unit and right. and the stability of the majority of the families in america right now mm-hmm. and allegedly we're we're doing that right now with the stimulus but the stimulus is just kind of going out to everyone it right. isn't it isn't it's a response to panic it's not a response where we've we've thought deeply about the issues affecting the struggling aspects of our country right. and all right, we need to, to build some targeting people up. it
1: in real way. Yeah.
0: Yes. Like yeah. targeted stimulus for people who are mentally suffering right. because of what's going on. I mean, if, not, not to take too much of a tangent, but like, oh yeah, the, like the PPP thing was so frustrating to me because I saw people who, because of some technicality or, or some this, or they lost their business that there was there it was their entire life, and it's like, sorry, you didn't like sign up for this. they not a fill out a form, probably. Yeah, you didn't know right, or the bank made a clerical error, and you could have come back, but it was too late, and now their life is just gone, and they're like, well, you know, other people are okay, and yeah, I get it. Like everybody, there have to be losers in this game, but it that's not how you build people up, right?
1: well and i think your your question is where is the concern about i mean the sort of the 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 you know the the blanket term for it i guess would be mental
0: health you know yeah if like you take like, all the guns away they're just going to start jumping off of roofs and shit you, like that you, you
1: you you got it brother i mean it's the and i think that the answer is the concern is there but it's such a weird fucking problem to solve, man. Whereas when you, you have a fucking piece of machinery, like an AR-15, that just looks for all the world like you a know, problem solver. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's just a fucking and you look at that thing and you just think, Jesus Christ, like, let's just get rid of that. You know, like, let, let's take that out of the equation. That's an easy solution.
0: Okay, we'll explain uh, that a little more. Get into that. Why
1: why people want to well, I mean No, don't
0: I don't care about why well, I, I care about why people, but I kind of get that. But I'd just like you to give your point of view on how that really should be handled. This the AR fifteen.
1: Uh, look, man, I mean I've I've said so I, I I you know, mine is mine is back in Illinois. I I I essentially have gotten rid of it because I live in California now and I don't I don't understand the fucking laws out here, man. It's 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 too Put it We're this bro. way:
0: They're
1: sufficiently <laughs> opaque that I am just not interested in trying to find out uh, on the back end.
0: You We're regulations I mean? to death out here.
1: Yeah, and and not just regulations to death. Regulations that are totally fucking unclear. Right. You know, I'm not sure. It's like, okay, so if I replace this pistol grip with a a regular stock, is that okay? Right. Uh, if it if if it has a fixed magazine, it can't be removed but like the bolt, I have a charging handle. Like this, this I'm, I'm, already, get,
0: I'm already confused. Yeah, I, I don't even
1: want to get into it, man. And
0: that's a systemic problem with California. They've done that with small businesses. They've done that. Sure. They've done that. They just, yeah. they've just done that. And
1: again, it's, here's the thing. This is where I think you have to give, you have to give progressives and regulators, you have to give them their due. The problem they're trying to solve is a real problem. Mm-hmm. And I think, their intentions are good
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i just don't think they understand enough about the like the technical aspects of the problem Mm. one to solve it and two they're also not willing to accept the fact that some problems can't fucking be solved man Mm. you just have to learn to live with them to a certain extent
0: yeah i i agree i feel like with a lot of the i feel like every third or fourth uh environmental regulation that california has i'm like wow i really like cool i'm i'm proud of that yeah but then it's the other ones that are just it's just like too much and and like the fire thing like they they to protect beetle and there are so many of these little laws that have have really fucked up our forests out here but like to protect endangered beetles that actually infect and kill trees they made it so you couldn't cut down those trees but we need to deforest and and you know and do some burning ourselves in order to but we don't do that
1: to prevent to prevent the catastrophe that happened so i'm going to turn this heater off speaking of fire um yeah no and that's
0: but yeah, so you, you said it, that, that they're just not like well thought out or well researched.
1: But you know, what's so funny about that, you, you, you the response when you bring up something like that, when you say. Um, well, you know, part of the issue is that these these uh, egregious environmental regulations, you know, have led to um, forests becoming, you know, tinderboxes, essentially. The course the of people who immediately are like, you're crazy. That has nothing to do with it. It's global warming and that's all it is. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, are, do you have a degree in forestry? Like, do you know something I don't know? Because the, the consensus amongst people who know what they're actually talking about is absolutely, unequivocally, yes, yes. Right. These right. wildfires were driven in part, part of it is actually global warming and they right. will say that too. Right. But there's, we're 100% driven by the fact that there was simply too much dead, uncleared timber on the forest floor from a lack of um, the commercial, but also just uh, you know uh, preventative um, preventative logging and, and, and forest clearing. Uh, anyway, the, the point is, it's not like they just disagree with you. It's not like they're just like, well, you know, yeah, that might be part of it, or no, I don't think that's any of it
0: uh they just start virtual like, signaling on you exactly say, they're like oh you're one of these people who thinks
1: global warming isn't real i'm like motherfucker it's like, right
0: it's like no dude i Holy do shit. i right i'm recycling i'm i'm yeah. using my water bottle i'm planting things i'm no i agree with but also we have to if you live in the woods you get that you know
1: i mean one of the very first things you do if you're building a house in the woods is cut down all the fucking trees that are near your house and make sure that you don't do that you, that you have as close to bare ground within three 400 yards ideally i mean now at least 100 yards i mean this is just this is basic shit like this is not you know controversial and i feel like so to tie it back you know with the gun thing it's a little bit like someone says we should ban the air 15 and i go i get what you're saying but and they're immediately like oh so you just want every you know Tom, Dick and Harry, you know, with a pulse to be able to have a fucking weapon of war. And I'm like, that's not what I said, you know, like that, that is, that is not what I said. And I, and I understand why you don't want that. And I don't want it either. Um, So let's figure out an actual solution for that. Um, And you probably
0: purposely didn't say it that way. You probably purposely said exactly what you said, right? Because that's what you think not right
1: yes 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 try to try to give me a little bit more credit like i'm not trying to hide what i really think from you you know i think a lot of our politics actually right now is infected by that both on the right and the left um again you know the amount of people i know on, on the right conservatives who like immediately uh impute like the most the most like nefarious you know socialistic uh you know, like let's confiscate everyone's wealth and guillotine the rich, you know, to like someone who's like, hey, well, you know, maybe the police shouldn't murder unarmed black men. You know, it's like, and, and then on the left, it's the same thing. You know, you, you 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 say you say something like, well, I think a wealth tax could be problematic because blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, so how did, you know, Jeff Bezos' ass taste when you licked it last right. week? You know, ate like,
0: Mexicans. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> whoa, like, can
1: we just fucking be reasonable here? Like, and, 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 and so this is, and this really, <laughs> I think ties in well with the, with the thing about the AR-15 because, um... My position on that firearm. So semi automatic Okay, okay. Let's so let's start. Let's let's start at Like base level. Like what is an AR-15? Um, because it, I think that that's kind of the natural direction we're going in. Rather than talking about like gun control and pistols and stuff, sh- that weapon occupies an outsized, you know, just position in everyone's mind. You right. know, Who who is concerned about guns?
0: Right. Or playing Call of Duty.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and some of the people who are concerned about guns are concerned about guns because of the cool. amount of players playing call of duty.
0: <laughs> so, um, that.
1: so what it is, so a couple things uh, uh, at the most basic level, what the AR-15 is, is, is it's chambered the round that the AR-15 fires, at least in standard uh, standard chambering is the 5.56 by 45 millimeter NATO round, which is a standardized military version of the 223 Remington. Now, when I say a military version, that might make it sound like, oh, it's like more, it's, it's not, it's it's basically the same round. What the military did when they adopted the 223 Remington for the M16 back in Vietnam, um, was they they slightly shortened the neck, just a little bit. I think it had something to do with making it feed more reliably, reliably from magazines or something. But anyway,
0: what was the, the original Remington? What was that good for?
1: So the, so the two, two, three Remington, this is, that is the most like, that's like the, the Toyota Camry of rifle rounds. There's nothing remarkable about the two, two, three Remington, but it gets the job done in most cases. Mm -hmm. It's effective at hunting deer. Um, it's, you know, if you have to use it for self defense, it's, it's effective at that as well. Um, but it's not like the AR 15 does not fire, uh, you know, they talk about, oh, it's, it's a military, it's military grade ammunition. The round that the AR 15 fires compared to some of the shit that you can buy for hunting rifles, like a 30 six, I mean, a 308 Winchester, but like a 30 six, a 338 Lapua Magnum, a 300 Winchester Magnum. The amount of damage those will do to a human being compared to what a five-five-six NATO round will do, particularly if that five-five-six NATO round is a full metal jacket, it's it's not even you're not even in the same fucking dimension. Those rounds are in the the other rounds I mentioned, like a 300 Winchester Magnum or, or a 30 out six or a 308 Winchester. Those rounds are devastating on orders of magnitude. Like th- there's no comparison.
0: So let me guess, the AR-15. Sacrifices that destroying power in exchange for more reliability, and durability, or you, you, consistency.
1: Well, it's it's easier to handle, and this is what I was going to. So, the which big, is probably
0: ultimately good if you're in real combat.
1: Absolutely, and and yes. the big argument for the AR-15 as a as a as a um a weapon for civilian use is is that it is um, it's about the most versatile firearm you could really think of. Um, it, the round that it fires is powerful enough. Like I said, that if you want to use it for self-defense, you can. Um, although the circumstances under which you would actually want to use a rifle in self-defense are kind of, it basically would be for like home defense and even like inside the home. Eh, <laughs> unless you have frangible rounds or something like that. I wouldn't want to be shooting an AR-15 in my house. Um, but you're, you no, know, you're no fun. <laughs> so, so, come it's, on. It's it's powerful enough for something.
0: Instructor. Yeah. Right. Everything's got
1: to be by the book. You can you can hunt with it, um, and because of the way it's designed, because of the way it functions. So when you when you fire around from the air, it has it has a it has a the the, the bolt locks into place and these these lugs, and when you discharge around, gas is vented from a little ways up the barrel. It comes back and it disengages the locking mechanism on the lugs, pushes the bolt back into a buffer tube that's inside the stock, uh, cycles the chamber, picks up another round from the magazine, chambers it, and then you can fire again. That's a semi-automatic rifle. But because of because that recoil is imparted into that spring, it makes the recoil of it extremely low, which is the AR-15 can be, I mean, it can be shot by a, a, a small person, even a child pretty easily. Um, it's, it's light, it's easy to handle, it's pretty simple to maintain, it's very intuitive to use. Um, like I said, you can use it for self-defense, you can target you with it, you can hunt with it. Um, so it's, 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 it's a very useful all around uh, long gun. Um, and there are actually, contrary to, so the one thing people always bring up is like, oh, you don't need a 30 round magazine and a semi-automatic rifle for hunting and there's there's truth to that i mean if you if you need more than uh if you need more than five rounds to anchor an elk or a deer or something like that you probably you're shouldn't an, be, yeah you're an asshole shouldn't be hunting in the first place um
0: now correct me if i'm like, wrong people do you they are handy for like shooting pigs out of helicopters so there you
1: go right? or just just hunting dangerous animals okay or, yeah, or yeah. just, or trying to clear them off your fucking ranch. Sure. If you have like wild pigs, those motherfuckers will kill you. Now, right. if, you, if you have a, a bolt action, let's say you have a bolt action 30-06. A 30-06 is an extraordinarily powerful round. Um, and you're walking through the forest and you know whatever, you're trying to get rid of the pig that's been fucking your shit up. And you hear some rustling and you turn, you shoot and you miss. And you have to cycle that action. You know you got to run the bolt. Takes a little time. And you take another shot and you miss again. And you take another shot and then that pig's on top They're of you. Gone. Yeah. If They're you gone. have an AR fifteen, particularly an AR fifteen chambered in like in a slightly um, chambered in a slightly higher caliber, like uh you know four fifty Bushmaster or three hundred AAC, a- a- three hundred blackout. Um, but even a two two three, even a five five six NATO or two two three REM. If you've got thirty rounds in a magazine and you can fire them, pop 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 probably going to survive that encounter so and, that, and i'm just saying this from from personal experience i know guys who do that kind of work who, sure. who their job is to um deal with uh dangerous pest like wolves are not as big of a deal but but wild pigs particularly in certain parts of this country they owe, they use ar-15s including or they this, use...
0: including this state it's a real problem sometimes absolutely
1: or they use a Ruger, uh, some of them will use a Ruger Mini-14, which is effectively the same exact thing as an AR-15. It's a semi-automatic uh, rifle chambered in, in 223 Remington um, with, and, and they'll use 30 round magazines in it um, because 10 may not be enough. So that's, you know, so that's that's just a little, a, a little you know, um, what have you about a, a situation in which a totally legitimate hunting situation or game control situation would, would a semi-automatic rifle would make sense. Be, it would not only make sense. I wouldn't go out and try and do it without one. I would not go do, maybe a semi-automatic shotgun with slugs. Um, but even that, like but
0: that, that's not, so you're saying that's even that wouldn't be the best tool.
1: It, it, it wouldn't merely because the amount of rounds that you can have on tap without reloading is like eight to 10 even with an extended magazine. Hopefully that's enough. But, you know, those those things are no joke, man. And and apparently, I've heard this. I don't know, because I don't have any first-hand experience with it. I've only have spoken to guys who've done it. Um, apparently these pigs will sometimes operate in groups. Yes. You know, I know this is like conjuring up that, you know, the fucking scene in Jurassic Park where the velociraptors were like, you know, but, but it's... Um, yeah. So so anyway, that's that's one scenario that I that I think, um, you know, I, I would I would say, but take that into account. You know, if you have if you have a guy who lives out in the middle of nowhere and he's got this problem um, and he needs to deal with it himself, you know, Joe Biden telling him, oh, just, you know, rack your pump shotgun and there you go. You know, sorry, I
0: shouldn't. Joe is Joe's doing his best. Um, but that's true. It's 100 percent. You don't need it's to not, apologize. It's a dangerous thing. It's, 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 it's a dangerous,
1: it's a dangerous thing to suggest.
0: It would make now, it hard for that that law abiding. That
1: person, right?
0: God-fearing American right. To, to do what he to do is to do what he does, to live his life.
1: You got it. And that's and that's something that I think comes back to what we were talking about earlier. There are people who I think it's so hard for them to understand what anyone could possibly want with a weapon like that. Because their life is just so like, what what circumstances are they ever going to encounter in which that is a tool that they need to accomplish anything other than mayhem, right? Sure. Um, so I get that. Uh, but but as far as these, okay, so, and I have to talk about this, as far as these mass shootings go, the, the point I always try to make when people bring up... Um, You know, they say you don't need an AR-15 for self-defense. You don't need an AR-15 for hunting. You don't need an AR-15 for for target practice. And with the exception of the hunting scenario, I just, I just, uh, you know, explained Uh, my response is typically, yeah, you know, you're right. You don't now need need is always a squidgy word, right? You know, what's, how do you, it's it's subjective. Right. Um, But I'm willing to even concede that I'm willing to say, no, you could effectively defend yourself from most, likely scenarios that you're likely going to encounter with with a good reliable pistol or a shotgun or even a bolt action rifle depending on what the nature of the threat is um you don't need it for target shooting in fact for there's some pretty accurate uh semi-automatic rifles out there but by and large if you're if you're if you're going for real accuracy you want a bolt action rifle one shot at a time right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got it well and also the chamber just tends to be a superior you just the tolerances are just so much tighter on a bolt action rifle. You just get more, you get more consistent uh, round placement. Um, and uh, what That's was cool the other though. one? You don't need it for self defense. You don't need it for hunting. Yeah, most hunting scenarios, with the exception of the one I just told you about, you don't need an AR-15. But while all that is true, let's say I concede that, and then the next, and and then my point is always, but you also you don't need an AR-15 to commit a mass shooting. You don't. And, and, and I, and I, to even go into the details of this just seems so fucking ghoulish. But frankly, when I think about it, Patrick, like most of these, like if these guys had just a standard issue, bolt action, seven millimeter Magnum hunting rifle, uh, which, which, which use box fed magazines, which no one is talking about banning, you know, a five round box fed magazine. They had like 10 magazines in their bag. They walk into the supermarket, they shoot somebody they cycle the action they shoot another person they cycle the action they shoot another person the the thing that what's driving the body count in these in these in these horrible fucking mass shootings is not that these guys are able to reload too fast or shoot too fast what's driving the body right. count is these the-
0: guys aren't these guys are not uh, you know army ranger snipers <laughs>
1: right well and also they're attacking people who are not fighting back and i'm right. not saying that these people should fight back or it's their fault for not fighting back no you're just saying That's that no they are
0: they just objectively they aren't. are they're, they're, they're hiding, hiding.
1: Right. right and and the notion that if if you if you took the ar15 away from this guy well then what would happen is while he was cycling the bolt someone would like rush him and take his gun away
0: somebody, so somebody would, would pull a guard on them and right yeah or like you know oh, the the David Eva
1: you know like while you're trying to change out that box magazine because you only had five rounds in it you know like I just I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's realistic or oh God almighty I mean, if, if one of these guys got loose with you know with a semi-automatic 12 gauge in one of these enclosed I mean or like I said a pistol with a bunch of magazines it's you could accomplish just as much evil and just as much mayhem without it.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, go ahead.
1: I, I was well, just, gonna, just gonna say that I think that what I do think is that if the it's not that they're it's not that the AR-15 makes them able to accomplish this in a way that other firearms don't, but I do think that the AR fifteen is part of a larger cultural milieu that these mass shootings are a part of.
0: Are you saying it gets their panties wet?
1: Yeah, man. Basically, like it, it. These guys get a kick out of they don't. They don't say, "I want to commit a mass shooting." Here's the gun to do it. They get the gun because they think the gun is going to fill some fucking hole inside of them, and then they have it, and that hole is still there. And then they go out and try to, you know, reclaim their agency from the world. That's 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 what I think it's about for most of them.
0: I am beating a dead horse criticizing the media mm. but what's one more punch you know when these things happen these mass shootings mm. they're not bringing on a veteran with combat experience or yeah. a uh, you know an arms instructor they're bringing in educated idiots mm. who don't know about the subject matter and just they're just blabbering and like none of the things that you just articulated um about the actual details and the actual technical aspects of this terrible well, it doesn't, thing happening, it doesn't do. right. none of that gets explained to anybody it's just this is the last straw and let's drive the hysteria and let's well let's call it a weapon of, let's
1: call it a course. weapon of war like that's a popular Thing or an assault weapon
0: which instead of parsing out the the reality of what these objects are
1: what is it specifically about that firearm that makes you feel like banning it would put an end to these mass shootings and the, again i think that there's they're not their instinct is not totally wrong but i think that they're Because I do think it's associated with a a larger cultural problem and an attitude towards violence and masculinity that is deficient and becoming more deficient with every passing day. But they're mistaken if they think that that weapon itself gives a unique ability to murder a bunch of defenseless people in in an enclosed space, which is what these guys always do. it doesn't. There's, there's any number of weapons they could use to accomplish that. Um, and yeah, it probably would be pretty hard to do with a baseball bat, but shit, man, that happens in other... I mean, there, you don't have mass stabbings necessarily in England, but like you you do have like these... Wasn't there something recently? I think it was like in um, Japan. There was a... Maybe not Japan. I can't remember where the fuck it was, but somebody like Killed like eight people with a fucking machete or a knife on a bridge somewhere. Gang, gang, buzz, buzz. They, don't do you remember that story? It was somewhere in Europe, I think. No. Um, at any yeah, rate, and eventually, eventually it didn't happen. And eventually, people fought back and they, and they took the knife away from him. But a lot of people, what they did was they, they, they did, they did what my client said she would do, which is just basically, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me,
0: please. as they were getting stabbed up, right.
1: Um, and that's, yeah, man. I mean, it, it, I think that, I think that the, the, um, the variable that's most salient in, in like the, just the raw body count of these, these fucking incidents is that you have a person who's willing to do violence doing it amongst a bunch of people who are not that's that that i think is the the basic that's what's what what really is driving it um again i want to clarify i i think that if they didn't have guns it would be a lot fucking harder and they probably wouldn't kill as many people before they were stopped um or if they didn't have if they didn't have the gun they had but again like i don't see any reason to think that A guy with a nine millimeter pistol, just a standard issue, self self self-defense, you know, like, oh, nobody wants to ban these type of pistol and a bunch of loaded magazines couldn't go into a Walmart and murder a bunch of fucking people. Um, Assuming that none of the people in that Walmart were armed as well or willing to fight back. I mean, that's just that is the. Really. Really gross shitty truth of the whole thing is that you have people and that's they're picking these places for that reason they're not going to military well there was that one guy that shot up a military base recently it was like a year ago i think but they're not there's guys are not going to like do war with other like armed men Nerds. yeah yeah they're trying to kill defenseless people
0: and hot chicks
1: yeah Hot chicks who rejected them. I mean, and that comes back to my little, you know, my little um little, you know, toss off kind of joke there about if you haven't had sex with a woman in two years without paying for it, no guns for you. But like food, I mean
0: Well, it's, it's a joke, but like it's funny because there's some truth. And if it's not for real legitimate religious reasons, that Oh, good
1: point. And there's think about
0: that. there's something Yeah, that. but most people, I mean, you know, I, I'm not uh, I'm not Christian, but I know that a lot of um, yeah,
1: you have like a priest who celibate or something like that. Yeah, I know that someone kind of goes waiting on for marriage, marriage, right? But
0: I also know that like most people who are supposed to wait till marriage don't do that. Oh. So I I, I highly well, doubt it, that, that that's the this, majority right? of it.
1: Let's put it this way: like, let me let me make it even. If you, if you're just fucking horrible with women, and like none of them like you, and you have and, and your reaction to that is instead of going, hmm.
0: I need to figure how, this out.
1: Right. How can I make myself someone that women are interested in? If your reaction is women are shitty, no guns for you. No guns for you. That, I mean, that's because I, I, I really do feel like that's most of these fucking guys, man. They're, they're just, it's so banal. It's just so like basic you're a loser. They're fucking losers. And, and, and like, and I say that as someone's like, it's not like I'm unsympathetic. Like it sucks. If you're born in this world and you're, you're five one and you're stupid and you don't have any fucking charm. And like women are not interested in you and
0: dudes bully you. Your dad never asked you to go have a catch in the yard. Bro,
1: straight up like I mean you're left friend.
0: left you in front of the TV for your yeah yes. or, the, or the games. It's the games yes. now and the or the Yes online. man.
1: I really feel bad for those fucking guys. Yeah, there's stopped.
0: so much shitty stuff that happened.
1: Right. But again, but. the solution is not to like let them have AR-15 so they can feel better about themselves. What was that fucking the the one in um that really horrible one? The one in uh Massachusetts, Newtown, mm-hmm. that fucking kid. So his dad like either died or left him and his mom and his mom, like he was, he was this total like weird recluse, like didn't have any friends and his mom, his mom gave bought him a gun. Cause she just wanted her son to like, she was like, well, he was into it. Like, you know,
0: he was interested, you know? And I'm like, you're a moron lady.
1: Oh God! And now, like all these children are
0: dead. I'm you didn't like, buy him a white T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't buy him a light bulb for his so for his so lamp. When, sh-
1: when shit like that happens, when shit like that happens, there's this part of me that kind of wants to say to to gun owners, if we don't figure out mm. how to recover some sort of like general culture of responsibility around this shit where that type of fucking insane outcome is not allowed to happen. It's, it's, it's going to be done for us. You know, there is going to be a ban and there is going to be confiscation. And I don't know how we could do that, but I feel like it starts with, I really feel like it starts with as gun as responsible gun owners we've got to start taking a stand against this like you know weird fucking gi joe tactical uh, uh live action role playing thing that has taken hold of like these fucking guys is storming you know like not storming the capital the ones the ones who um the ones who went to the the Michigan courthouse with their yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Remember that? yeah. were those the thing. boy and, and, i don't know who the fuck they were but they, were, all they were just guys. i think they were just the two
1: <laughs> what, yes. was, uh, what was what someone called them uh, meal meal team 6 <laughs> they were all <laughs> fat that fucking cracks me up but but the, the so the point is i, I don't like, okay, so this is the example I always use about concealed carry. I don't have a concealed carry permit and I'm never gonna get one. Mainly because if I ever if I ever find myself at a point in my life where I feel the need to carry a gun outside Time to parking, move.
0: Huh? Might be time, time to, to move.
1: move. Or like shit is gonna be so disintegrated that I'm not worried about like uh, whether it's sense. legal, whether it's whether legal. you
0: have your piece of paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like cause to be I'm only gonna be doing that because there are no more cops. You know what I'm saying?
0: Um, well, okay, that's a great point
1: or 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 if I lived in a neighborhood, if I if I really contended with violence on a day-to-day basis So I don't want to take away um, from the legitimacy of people who feel the need to conceal care of themselves, right but my that that's that's more of like a side issue from what I really want to talk about is I'm not necessarily saying that like taking up arms against a tyrannical government is, wrong no it's it's not and i think that i think that there are situations i can imagine in which it would not only be not wrong but necessary but like it's never going to be like me just standing like if it ever gets to the point where i feel the need to go to a courthouse with an ar-15 i'm not going to be fucking standing on the steps posing for pictures right we got work to do like it's going to be because we're in the middle of a fucking civil war it's not going to like and again, I don't think the chances of that are, are likely at all. Um, and, I, and I pray to God it never, ever happens. But, but um, that type of behavior is just, it's bullshit. I guess that's the best way to put it. Those guys are full of shit. They didn't go there to affect change. They don't. I don't believe they did. They didn't go there to affect change. They didn't go there to send a message. They went there because their dicks are this fucking big and it made them feel cool that's that is my opinion of those guys
0: in a roundabout way is something you're saying things are so weird that one of our best hopes would be for the people trying to protect gun rights to start embodying more of the self-restraint and uh Archetypal American values outside of just bearing arms. You got it, brother. Like you got set it. Real examples for. Oh man, you
1: you 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 are speaking the gospel now, man. That yes, that is actually I that is the most I've never been able to really. Yeah, you can't you can't make it just about the guns because the guns are only the guns only have value. If they are in the hands of people who have values, you
0: you said something really early on. You said, uh, "I'm." I forgot the word, so I'm just going to say a a synonym. But you said, "You know, guns are guns are. They're wonderful. They're they can do some pretty destructive stuff. They're like tools of destruction."
1: Yeah, there are tools for murder, I think, is what I I was being rhetorical. But there are
0: so many things that the great American archetype embodies that isn't ugly. Right. And based on murder. Right. That embodying some of that other stuff can really bring balance to a situation that, and, you know, we were talking about the kids doing school shootings and stuff like that like they need they're getting hyped up more and more and more and more and more about this man thing is about this murder mm. stuff and you know being a great and I it's not all about men I know that there are some women who I, I don't see women committing mass shootings it's so, they okay so I don't
1: think I literally don't think it's ever happened
0: I, yeah I don't why do I even care if someone gets <laughs> triggered by that? Yeah, I don't know. I gotta just stop caring. But you know, it would be it would be great if these boys, when they're getting pumped up by the the two A argument, were getting pumped up by something in addition by these men that they're uh, listening to.
1: Yes, by something by positive. A sense of, well, by a sense of you know that the the real purpose of having a firearm is not. To have power
0: but to serve beautifully said
1: and and you know i i really despair for the state of um men yeah fuck it i mean we're talking about men let's just talk about men like it, it's because it is a problem there is a crisis of masculinity right now and i i really feel like it's not because of Feminism or cancel culture, I think that those are symptoms. My unpopular opinion is actually that I I think a lot of, I think a lot of the complaint about toxic masculinity that's taking place right now is not in response to these long standing entrenched forms of toxic masculinity. It's in response to new forms of toxic masculinity. Um, Women, I mean, look, yeah, like women didn't used to be able to vote. I mean, like, let's not pretend this isn't a real thing that, you know, like sexism has not been um, a facet of, of most human societies throughout history. It has, and the progress that women have made in the last 40, 50, 60 years in this country is good progress. But the way men behave now, in general, towards women, towards each other, towards their responsibilities, towards their families, there's always been pieces of shit. But like, everyone's a mercenary now. dudes Dudes have become, I mean, I see this, I hear stories about guys who like, get a chick pregnant and like, And, you know, like they date her for like four years and then one day they just leave and go have another family. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's so, that's like the lowest fucking thing you can possibly do, I think. And I I feel like so much of the frustration with toxic masculinity is actually a response to like. These guys who aren't that masculine. Yes, you got it, man. You got it. That's exactly what it is. And that is in some sense that is the most toxic form of masculinity. Is a man that has all the sort of privileges and power of a man but doesn't have any of the the sense of responsibility that ought to
0: come along with that. Let me guess something. Mm. When you are one yeah, on dude, one I
1: really I, I just got to run that back because the the objections to toxic masculinity are actually an objection to men that are not really that masculine. That is, thank you. Thank you for that because that is exactly what I've been trying to say.
0: Sorry. I I think it's one of the, there's a saying for it where the the thing's right in front of you, but you can't see it. Yeah, I think as a society, we're kind of doing that because we have a bunch of non-masculine men, assuming that they're men and then yelling about what all the problems are. But they're actually like the problem. So what my guess was going to be was that when you um, develop a relationship, not romantically, because you're a a one lady guy with a family, when you uh, are interacting with, a dare I say, a very liberal woman, Mm -hmm. you probably don't actually have that many problems or probably don't really get that much negativity or pushback or uh anger at who you are as a person i'm guessing
1: no not usually i mean there's there have been there've been situations where but it's i think it's just because i generally try to be respectful and also i just comport myself differently around women particularly women i particularly women i don't know
0: sure cuz you're uh, a a good man
1: well i think i i think what it is is i just it's always just been obvious to me that um, there's a there's an asymmetry in power um, or maybe not power, but in, in just, I don't know, threat, danger. Like when I'm debating something with a woman, there's just a completely different way that I do it. And it's not because I think she's stupid or she's not capable of ration, you know, rational debate or whatever. It's just because there's a level of confrontation that debate can reach where like as a man that it's just, just the reality of the world we live in that carry there's there is a threat that comes with that if she's a woman and i'm a man and and, and things become contentious enough so um part of well, that
0: is, that used to be called chivalry but yeah. chivalry is literally dead now in this
1: yeah society.
0: Well, it doesn't mean some people don't do it, but it means
1: I think most people still do it. It's funny, actually. That same client I was telling you about, the one who, um, the one who doesn't want guns around and is very progressive when it comes to things like you know, you know, feminism and the gender pay gap and you know things like that. And 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 I, I don't, you know, I, I think I probably agree with her a lot on. But she, she like says she's like, yeah, it's still it's funny. Like I'll be on like an elevator. And I'll be in an elevator with a guy and like if he gets off first, you know, I get like if we're both getting off on the same floor and he doesn't let me get off first, there's still this part of me that's like, you know, and, and, and I feel like we've gotten totally into a different subject now. But all those like old contrivances, like holding doors and letting women out first and whatever, like all these little things what to me what they were they were for they were away from men in public places to display to a woman
0: i acknowledge um this dynamic here
1: right i acknowledge this dynamic i acknowledge that there's an asymmetry in power um and i am going to uh make a gesture that indicates to you that i understand that and 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 i'm 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 not a threat i'm a gentleman like i'm going
0: and you're to- valued Right, and your value for what you bring to the table.
1: Right. Um,
0: So anyway, and that that, uh, that guy, that guy who dips out on the kid and the mom after four years, just for no real reason, mm -hmm. is doing is really showing how little they value that person's existence and his kids too. And Um, we're not talking about toxic relationships. We're just talking about arbitrary greed type. Well,
1: so yeah, that's another thing. You got to be honest. Like, look, I mean you don't who knows what what shit's going on in that relationship you know maybe maybe he dipped out because every night he comes home and she tries to stab him or something i mean that's like that's a whole other discussion we could get into um there is a tremendous amount of domestic violence that isn't really discussed which is actually perpetrated by women against men um it doesn't often lead to the type of catastrophic damage that it does when men perpetrated against women but it does happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, like it's it's you're right. It's it's him saying, yeah, just I don't I don't value I don't give a shit about you. All I give a shit about is myself. And that when you take when you take the 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 the, the sort of aggression and ambition and competitiveness that almost all men, I really do believe this, almost all men just have this as part of their biology. Um, And you turn it inward. Mm. You know, it just turns into the most, I mean, almost every society in human history, if there are like protocols for dealing with unattached men. Like Basically, it's that they got to fucking go. They don't get to be part of the village anymore, you know, unless unless they're like, you know, like if you're the village idiot
0: or something like that. I'm sure, sorry, But I then should... he's got a job. That's his. Right,
1: he's got a job. Yeah. He right. right.
0: He has a place. What are you doing? I'm the village idiot. That's I'm the village idiot. I, I sweep,
1: think... sweep the steps. And, you. you know, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that that was like a good solution. Like, obviously, that's that's degrading. And, and well,
0: at yeah, least he funny. had a job. I mean, that's what he we do job. with people packing bags like the your groceries. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys can work there and
1: yeah. And, and they have a place, they have something they have, they're able to contribute in some way. Um, I mean, I always look at like elephants. This has always really interested me. Elephants are uh, essentially matriarchal, not essentially they are matriarchal and the way that males are treated in elephant tribes is basically by the, when their balls drop, they got to go. That's it. They can't be part of the tribe anymore. Now that obviously isn't, you know, they're fucking elephants, they're not human beings, but on some, in some vague level that anticipates the problem we as human beings have that men have to be civilized by society. They Mm -hmm. have to be, you have to take this, this inherent capacity for violence. I'm not saying women don't have a capacity for violence. I'm just saying it's different. You have to take it and you and you and you have to orient it towards something productive. Um, and when you have men that do not have a place in society, they pose a danger that is not. It's not the same as when a woman doesn't have a place in society. It, it's it sucks for her too. It's more. It's it, you know emotionally debilitating and and. Um, and all that, but they're not, they don't fucking go on rampages is what I'm trying to get at here. Um, and, uh, you know, men do, so
0: what, at what age did you become interested in violence?
1: I'll tell you a funny story
0: that it, that the type of violence that, that includes weaponry. I mean, from, was, you know, it's just been as soon
1: well, as I was able to pick up a stick and swing it around, I wanted to be a knight. Okay. You know, I mean, that was, that was, now you're talking about learning how to use, act, like actually learning how
0: to use firearms. And, Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I'd like uh, to, I'd like to know kind yeah, of I was 18 I started or, was 18 that, 18
1: or 19 years old. Brought
0: you into being, I know you're not an expert, you're just an right. instructor.
1: I'm an expert. I'm an expert compared to most people. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. How did that kind of what started that? Because well, I think I which, just wanted because to clear, it, the reason. That, it,
1: the thing I wanted to clarify is that there is a big difference between knowing how to use a firearm in in a self defense scenario and even in a sort of like you know. <sighs> rudimentary you know like what you would call tactical scenario and guys who really know how to fight with guns 100 yeah like those dudes that's a whole other like weapon retention and all this other i mean that's a that's a whole other and that only comes from training so right um but yeah anyway to answer your question like uh yeah i think i was i was 18 or 19 years old um and i wanted to learn how to shoot because I don't, I don't know why exactly. I just did. It was time. Yeah, I want to learn how to use. And I bought a bolt action, or I bought a used bolt were action. You already?
0: Yeah. Were you already fighting? Were you had you had some kickboxing? Yes,
1: I had already, I already done some muay thai. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'd been doing that for let's see, so obviously. so a year and a half. Okay, you're gonna have two years. Okay. Um, yeah, and it just. I think what it was oh you know what it really was initially is i wanted to hunt that's what it was is i want to learn um, how to hunt, and I did, it, I did it one time and so this is you know cards on the table here i did it one time and um i didn't ever want to do it again because it made me i i think i i think i have a, a little bit too uh you know i think i'm a little too tender-hearted now i say that to flatter myself because i'll eat the fuck out of a ribeye steak like as long as someone else is butchering shit you know i don't have a problem with it apparently but
0: you realized the darkness in death
1: i didn't i didn't yes i did not want to fucking cut open another deer it didn't get your panties wet no bro i hated it i hated every second of it um yeah. but you know i did it and i saw it through and i realized this is not for me and i don't want to do it ever again
0: um my buddy josh, my buddy huh? josh my buddy josh gets really frustrated with people he grew up like often if he wanted to eat he'd have to go go get something yeah man and he gets frustrated by how detached people are and he doesn't feel like everyone needs to go hunt for their food but that people shouldn't have um he feels like people should understand what it is like if you're going to eat chicken all the time Mm -hmm. He feels like people are so detached and, and treat it with a lot of um, a lot of privilege sure. and, don't, and don't value it enough. Yeah. And he feels like people would think differently if they had experienced like skinning and and breaking down and preparing a bird. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of value in what he's saying.
1: I think he's absolutely right. And, and if nothing else, I mean. And that, if
0: one, you- that one experience affected you deeply.
1: Yes, and if you eat meat and dislike hunting, shut the fuck up. Basically, that's that's how I feel. I mean, if you if you up. yeah, like if you have chosen if you have chosen to not um, eat the flesh of animals ever, and you think hunting is immoral because you can survive without eating meat, um, and actually. The, the, jury's out on that, and you know we we still don't know.
0: Well, let's anyway. not get started because get yeah. to agree that <laughs> I agree on the
1: vegan vegetarian thing. But let's, the point is, <laughs> the, the point is, like you are not, um, you are not more humane than a hunter if you buy your meat at Costco, right?
0: Yes, sir. Um, I so. strongly agree with you.
1: But yeah, back to back to. It, as far as the you know the, the gun thing goes, we, and we've kind of gotten off on this this cool little tangent here, but I, but I really think it's important because it it so much of it comes down to acknowledging that the people that are worried about guns and gun culture, they're not making this up out of whole cloth. They're not just stupid. They're not, and it's not as simple as just saying, well, you know, there's a couple crazy people out there. The vast majority of gun owners are responsible. That's true. That is true. But I feel like the vast majority maybe not the vast majority, there's too many gun owners who are unwilling to, who are unwilling to, like I think what you said, um, make the gun not the main thing, right? And, And there's too many who are too willing to either participate in At worst, and 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 at at best, tolerate an increasingly just macho, weird, irresponsible, gross, um, uncivilized gun culture. and, and you may you may not have any real idea what I'm talking about because you know it sounds like you know a few people that have guns and you know guys that actually carry guns because they need them for self-defense mm-hmm. I'm talking about dudes who like you know like gun nerds you know like they're, I they're feel like I
0: see them from a distance but that's not really my world
1: yeah now they're they're you go to the range and you know you go to like oh they're like taking you know these like tactical classes and they got these like vests and shit and like they're just doing it for all the wrong reasons. I man. see them
0: on Facebook getting their group pictures.
1: Yeah. 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 They're just doing it for all the wrong reasons. It's it's uh it's like um yeah, they think it's cool.
0: Virtue signaling.
1: <laughs> Fuck man, yo, like i'm just you, saying I'm, like, I'm i'm a feel second like amendment guy I feel like they're playing I'm, tennis yeah, guns
0: are cool yeah, like, yeah, let me, yeah let the lib virtue signal and then let me yeah. go over here and let me no you know.
1: absolutely look at me with my ar-15 i learning how to use a gun look at me triggering all these retarded lib you know libtard snowflakes yeehaw you know it's like bitch you're a fucking dentist who lives in hoffman estates like <sighs> like give me a fucking
0: break so all right man so there's no wrong or right answer. We don't know what the future holds, but what is a, a possible or a couple possible ways that we can calm down. Mm. Gosh, as I say it, I don't, is there any way that that guns can stop being an issue in this country for a period of time? Mm. And what might be one of those ways um, and, and including what is something that pro-gun individuals can do to improve this situation. And that's not just not budge on anything and, and continue to virtue signal against other right. people. Cause that's just going to make everyone more upset.
1: Um, I think uh, having honest conversations like this where you're not being defensive um, with people who, like, you've got to have conversations with people that want to take your guns away. you got to be willing to have that conversation. Look yeah, at it this way. Let's, let's say you lived in a, in a village. I always love to use the village analogy when I talk about social problems because it just, it crystallizes things so basically.
0: Everybody knows each other, right? Right. In the image of the village, we are all going to see each other almost every day. You live in a village, you got a fucking gun. And the
1: next village over, somebody got killed with a gun. And the village shows up at your door and they're saying, listen, we don't want guns in this village anymore. You got to turn your gun in. You gotta meet them at your door and it has to be something other than a posture of, uh, you know, from my cold dead hands. It's gotta be, you know what? I get what you're saying. I understand why you're afraid, but let me let you get to know me so you can understand. I'm not someone that is going to use this in an irresponsible way. Um, I recognize that I have a responsibility to be a member of this community to be a good citizen, um, to protect you all and, and myself and, and others. Um, yeah, like, let me try to earn your trust, you that know? That seems but- like
0: it would be a big part of the conversation, the explaining how I, I know that person did something you're worried about with the gun, but I am gonna help make our village safer. My
1: right. Or at the very least, I'm not going to make it more dangerous. You know, I, I, my attitude towards this weapon is one of responsibility rather than one of privilege. Let's mm. put it that way. And the problem is that legislatively, I'm not sure that can be accomplished because once you say it's a matter of privilege rather than responsibility, then you have a whole other discussion, which is a discussion about, look, if it's a constant, is it, or is it not a constitutionally guaranteed right?
0: Mm.
1: Um, you know, but but on a, but on an individual basis, on a person-to-person basis, regardless of what the law, what rights the law affords you, you have to make it clear to people that you do not view your ownership of firearms as a um as a as a um <clears throat> an inalienable is primarily something you have a right to. Let's put it that way. That's not what it's about. It's primarily about, it's something you have a responsibility to do um, to contend with, uh, to, to contend with you know the realities of the world as it actually exists. But you're not insisting on it because, yeah, you're not insisting on it because you're like, Fuck you, you can't tell me what to do. We're insisting on it because it, you have not yet made it sufficiently clear to them how important it is that individual people have the means to defend themselves and their families. Um, yeah, I think that has a huge I think that now there's certain people I don't think that'll have any effect on. They just want them gone. They, they sure. just do not want these guns. They don't want them around. But I think if those people had more conversations with responsible gun owners who did not adopt the defensive posture immediately and who made the conversation less about their personal right to have a gun. Right. And more about, um, and more, yeah, again, that it it is a, it's, it's something that they view as a, as a, a, a responsibility and a way of serving the community, um, rather than, uh you know having their own little private fucking world that nobody gets to tell them anything about you know and that comes down to like the basic tension between liberalism and 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 you know collectivism
0: writ large you know when the pandemic began a lot of people who had just shaken their head yes along with strongly anti-gun people who are not going to change their Oh, I saw them in line. (laughs) Right. They lined up, they called you, they, (laughs) you know, they asked where, how can I skip this line?
1: (laughs) Can you teach me how
0: to shoot a gun? The ironies and microaggressions in trying to skip a line Mm. (laughs) that that you voted to put there.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Um, But I think that that was an indication that the reality is that, the majority of people are willing to be reasonable. Mm. And luckily the way things work in this country is the majority does usually get its way. Mm. And that upsets me in a lot of cases. Mm. But like you can't you can't cherry pick things.
1: It's a really good point. The majority of people actually are usually willing to be reasonable.
0: That's a fair and, and so I think that the fact that you might not be able to change some people's minds with what you're saying, probably statistically isn't that big a deal. Like I think if we were actually, I think if a lot of people who were on the extreme end of, this is my gun and take it out of my cold dead hands, started having those conversations. I think that that would shift the tide significantly. Mm. Um, I think they would be the change makers, Mm -hmm. statistically speaking, in turning the people on the fence towards respecting gun rights a little bit more and the the outliers could just continue to be outliers um yeah that's just that's just what i postulate who knows if it's true? no i
1: I think i think it could if it were if there were enough if there were enough consensus but things are just so it's so adversarial yeah well it's so adversarial you know because there are guys who Rightfully so. Like they think they don't want to regulate it. They just want to take them all the you know, and there are people that really do just want to take them all the way, but you gotta like try to understand why they feel that way. That's what I'm getting. Right. At. That's what I'm getting at. Um, it's funny, actually, I keep coming back to that client, but I remember she said something and it was sort of like, you know, like off, you know, like a throwaway line, but she was like, now, uh, when the apocalypse comes, I will certainly try to come find you because I know you're wrong. <laughs> you know, she was like, "I don't want, I don't want to be around guns. I hate guns. I don't like guns." But like, but there's a
0: lot of truth
1: in that. That's totally, and and it was kind of her way. It was kind of like a, you know, it was like a weird little sort of mea culpa, but not mea culpa.
0: Almost like a wink.
1: Yes, it's exactly what it was. She was like, "I realize that." There are obviously scenarios in which I would want to be defended with guns, you know. Um, but that so, and then and then this is probably a, a decent thing to end on is that is the the degree to which people are willing to entertain these. And you 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 remember I was doing it a little bit at the beginning of the pandemic. I was going down this rabbit hole of like, oh man, shit's gonna fall apart, things are gonna get crazy, you know, like gotta get ammo you know what I mean like well that
0: you know that that's part of going back to that village in my world you're not the only but you're like one of those people who like I whether you want it or not I want you to assume that role when the village starts Mm. really being under attack and like I didn't want you to like go Richter or anything like that or just go full vigilante sure but But how much of
1: that is I wanted
0: you to be prepped
1: right but how much of that is how much of that do you think is because you know me and you know that like I wasn't excited about it I wasn't looking forward to it I was hoping and, and i'm glad that i was and i'm glad that my hope came true that it was not going to turn out that way that it wasn't going to just be like anarchy and fucking chaos in the streets um i'm not looking forward to that you know no. i
0: don't want that no. world it's re- but it's I, reluctance it's the same it's the same correct. thing as having to defend yourself on the street or something it's not like you're walking you have decades of training but it's not like that training oh, i process. wish a
1: motherfucker would i wish. yeah would.
0: so you, that's, and that never ever has been a hint of, you know, and, that, and that's just not the way it is with the baddest of the badasses. Mm-hmm. I think that none of this would need to be said if we weren't so disconnected. Like,
1: yeah.
0: I, I think that the I support the troops thing is virtue signaling big time for a lot mm-hmm. of people these days. Like yeah. if, I hear, if I hear Brendan Schaub say, one more time, how he loves the troop. It's just like, I, I just, I just want people to lose their tongues because people just say, Oh, I support, but then they're, then they have this whole ideology that is not supportive of military and, and they're voting for, you know, the military has terrible healthcare as an example, Mm -hmm. and they're not voting to help the troops when they come back with PTSD. And, but if we were connected to the military like what you just described about me being glad you're in that role that's that's how we feel about our army rangers and our navy seals and and our marines like
1: god bless them i'm glad they're there
0: god bless them i am glad they're there i want i know that this seal has been tested in training i know that more or less like all the shit that he's been through just being allowed to be a seal is probably surpassing other than the blood and guts and heads exploding surpassing what it'll actually go through in the field that's the as, idea of history. right yeah. yeah and so like that's the guy i want when the shit hits the fan to and not only that, that role
1: not only that that's the guy who's earned the right to carry a gun now i'm not saying all of us need to go through that right the constitution guarantees each person the individual right I mean, at least depending on how you read it, there's a whole debate about that. But if you believe that, right, your right to self-defense is inalienable and it's, and it's, and it's inherent as far as the state is concerned. But on a social level, as a community, policing, having a structure that polices people's access to weapons, as as a matter of like do you really have you really gone through the requisite i get you know like what is it i mean the thing every society had these like rites of passage when a boy became a man you know right. like he had to suffer a little we bit
0: have, we have eventually. geds
1: <laughs> yeah yeah man that's not gonna cut it you don't get like a ged does not prepare you for an that's ar-15 not hard. so right. And I don't know, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm not really sure where my rite of passage came from because neither of my parents. I mean, my dad, uh, my dad uh, took me shooting a, a 22 long rifle, I think, when I was younger, and you got me it.
0: in a cage, bro.
1: Yeah, word. Well, <laughs> a cage in someone's
0: backyard, like more like a chain link fence. You got in a chain link fence. <laughs>
1: No, it's so that's what I was going to say, actually, is I suspect that that is. When you've contended with real violence,
0: you wouldn't found yourself a rite of passage.
1: Right. When you've contended with real violence against people who are really intending to do you violence and you've gone through it, it, it you appreciate um, the responsibility that comes with the capacity to, to do violence in a in a, in a in a way that you can't if you haven't ever done it. So anyway, I mean, that's, but in terms of practical solutions, um, yeah, like you can ban all the high capacity magazines you want, you can ban the AR-15, you can ban all semi-automatic rifles. Um, I don't think that's what's driving this. I really don't. I think it's, uh, I think it's people that are men who are looking for a way to be, to be in the world, um, and to feel like they have—well, I was going to say to feel like they have some power, but that's the fundamental problem: is they're looking for power as opposed to responsibility. Mm. They ought to be searching and for. They
0: don't, they don't realize that's where the power comes from, right? Like
1: that's the it, only power worth having,
0: you know. You know, like in my uh, my gym. The guys who were in charge, it's because they've done the most work.
1: Mm.
0: It's because they've had the most fights. Yeah. It's because they've been asked by other people to, you know, like, for instance, the other Nate, you know, he gets called by whoever, I guess it used to be the Fertitta brother Brothers or that Hunter guy now or whatever, but he mm. gets called and they say, will you come make that walk for us yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like it doesn't really need to be there doesn't need to be back at the gym there doesn't need to be some conversation about well who wants to run things
1: right
0: no the most power goes to the guy who's been responsible for the most work the guy who's carried the most water you know randy has fought everybody and he's he he's a world ibjjf world champion and like he he did that stuff and and all of that like once you sign your name that you're going to do it that's a lot of responsibility to them yeah. walk in and represent your team to, mm-hmm. bri- to provide for your son you know to do all of that stuff yeah man and and when you're surrounded by people who have actually accepted responsibility you really shorten that conversation about who gets to do what in a po- in a very productive way
1: bro you are you are speaking unvarnished truth right now. I mean, it's like, dudes who know, just know. There's no debate. There's no, like, it's funny actually. I feel like I've always, from the very young age had no problem accepting hierarchies. When I recognized that the dude who was at the top of it really was supposed to be there because he was the one that had carried the heavy water.
0: Kind of makes things more fair, right? It means you've got a chance to do something. That's
1: a good point. Yeah. Yeah, maybe on some subconscious level, I was
0: like, well, this is a good structure because if I yeah. carry heavy water, I can start showing up. And we'll I, see, I maybe I, I'll, I'll right. end up somewhere. And right. That kind of full circle and extrapolating a little on my criticism of the virtue signaling about the troops. Sure. If you say, I support the troops, then one of the things you're saying without saying it is, I support the United States' use of violence to control their position within the world right amongst the other nations i don't think there are too many people who would say well if we just disbanded our military completely and threw it, put all of our guns in the ocean right i don't think people think that we wouldn't be taken over by russia or china or god forbid england getting payback in about a month
1: <laughs> yeah i wonder i <sighs> I got to be honest, Patrick, I feel like I've always taken it for granted that people understood this, but like being back in San Francisco, I'm reminded how many people there are out there who basically subscribe to that calculus. You know, if, if they pull out their fists, and you pull out a knife, then they'll pull out a gun, you pull out a bazooka and they pull out a, you know, a Harrier jet, you pull out a Harrier jet and they pull out a bomber and blah, 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 blah. They, they think that escalation is the only way it ever works, right? And, and I'm like, no, sometimes they pull out a fist and you pull out a knife and they leave. Mm. Or they pull out a knife, and you pull out a gun and they leave.
0: Mm.
1: You know, so you're right. There is you can you can recognize that these things are these these systems are corruptible and have been corrupted and used in, in immoral ways. But that doesn't mean disbanding them entirely is going to
0: right. And and if you believe or accept, and I think everyone has now accepted with this last eight years of elections for president, I think everyone's accepted that corruption exists at every level of everything. That comes back to me as a kid having a corrupt law enforcement member come after me. If you support the troops, you're without saying it say... I believe that we need to protect ourselves with some ability to use force. And right. you feel that corruption exists at every level. Right. Then it there's a there's a, a lapse in logic to say, well, we don't need the guns because if they need the guns and they might be corrupt towards us.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is one of my fa- one of my when I say favorite, like it makes it sound like it's just a sport, but but it is it's an argument that I have deployed. And, and deployed, um, I, I think, effectively in, in a lot of these debates. And, and I say, listen, hey, if what you're saying is, Nate, you're an upper middle class white dude living in you know a major American city, I don't want you to have an AR-15. My response to that is, you know what? I get it. I get it. Fuck you, but I get it. <laughs> but if to accomplish that, you have to tell some black dude living in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, where the cops were lynching black men forty years ago. Not a long. You, you don't get. To, you don't get to have a gun. No, I can't. I can't get on board with that. There's people in this world who are contending with shit that's real. Um, in this civilized country of ours, they're contending with things that you're not, and it's not just me being able to have firearms that this is about. It's about, and you said something like this very early on in the conversation. It's, it's about, it's, it's not just about me. It's about the right being preserved in general, because there are people for whom there or a single woman whose ex boyfriend, you know, she got a restraining order against him, but like, you know, the courts, are, you know, whatever, you know, she can't get. And he's
0: a fucking psycho.
1: Yes. And she can't get safety. Like wh- you know, if, 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 if you're talking about regulation that is going to somehow keep that gun out of my hand, but not hers, good luck with that.
0: Yeah, you, you know, like explain not, that to me. I you don't really see it in writing. Right, because um, I have yet to see that, you know, be a real thing.
1: Right, and then, like that's the thing, you know, there's a lot of like common sense gun laws, red flag laws, background checks. but well, there already are background checks. You know, there already are, what, what do you mean red flag laws? Like, what is that, what is a red flag law? I mean, where is the level of discretion? Is that just right. meaning any cop at any time can go, hey, I don't think that guy should have a gun because you know what? That's exactly what they did to black people.
0: Right. That's exactly theory. what corrupt cops want to do So immediately. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that's, in, in terms of gun regulations and gun laws, I just... It's not that I'm not opposed to them in, in, in any sense. I just, I think that they, there's trade-offs involved in them that, that people are not always willing to acknowledge. So,
0: and, and you would like for more people who want to protect their gun rights to be willing to have that conversation with people. Not, and, not agree with them, just just talk to them and say, "I." Well, I, the first step is I they have to actually agree. think
1: about it themselves. Yeah. In, in a way that's much more complex like what is a gun for
0: mm.
1: why do you have guns really look that look into that fucking abyss and be honest with yourself.
0: pre-second okay. amendment like why yes. why did these much things of, show up right mm-hmm. really
1: deal with that um and i think most responsible gun owners have and do um but come back to it spend some time with that, with that, the darkness of of the real, um, unpleasantness of the whole state of affairs. And it's, it's going to help you be more sympathetic to people that just don't want them around. That's all.
0: Well, hopefully this conversation has prompted some people to spend a little bit of extra time with this subject matter.
1: Yeah it's funny actually as as someone who is you know I hesitate I mean pro second amendment pro gun again like it, it it's short it's short term but I think it's 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 a short way to put it but it it's fair as someone who is pro second amendment I feel like so much like really what I've been talking about tonight I feel like I'm mostly talking to other people who are pro second amendment and trying to get them because I've been around I grew up in San Francisco man like I've been around this cultural milieu my entire life. I understand how these people think they're not dumb. Right. They're, they are somewhat ignorant about what firearms actually can and can't do and what certain firearms can do. And like, what, you know, like, for example, like the whole misconception of people thinking AR-15 is fully automatic. Like that's, a you know, like, you know, um, so there's some of that, but, but, they're not dumb and they're not just hysterical, whimpering ninnies. Like they have a real moral stance and their moral stance is I don't wanna live in a country where violence is a uh, regular occurrence, right? And I think the only way you have to acknowledge that and you have to say, I don't either, mm. but it is and until it's not. I really think you should if you're not willing to be a gun owner yourself, understand why people do not want to have that power um you know a monopoly on that power in the hands of you know whoever whoever uh we, you know and granted, yeah, we have a democracy. Technically, we have, you know, yes, civilian control of the military and the police. But come on, man. I mean, look at the come on. Police, look how they behave. Look come they behave. on, yeah. you know. So anyway, that's now I've made an enemy. Now I've made an enemy out of cops too. So there you go. Everyone hates me now. Everyone hates me. Nothing's I, changed.
0: I don't think that I don't think that'll be the result. But I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man. And, and the perspective you brought is one that isn't being shared enough. We've got plenty of people yelling at each other on e- on sure. either side, sure, but um some of that talk within the groups is is how we'll be able to come back to battle mm-hmm. in, in a way that might actually get us somewhere.
1: yeah, so yeah, and, and ultimately it comes down to a really fundamental question about civilization, which is what is what is the role? Of how prepared should you be for um, violent confrontation, or how prepared can you be for violent confrontation in a peaceful society without undermining the peacefulness of that society? And I think that that's a uh,
0: that's the question
1: for people that will leave. Yeah, at. man. So right, but away. like, let's be honest about like that's what we're debating. That is what we are debating. Nobody thinks, like you were saying, nobody thinks that the solution is just for everyone to, like, you know, have a microchip put in their head that fucking explodes the second they try to do something violent. Like that's not that's not a solution, you know, Um, because eventually somebody's going to figure out how to take it out, and they'll do whatever the fuck they want to everyone. You know, everyone with a functioning brain understands that defanging everyone will only make those who have fangs much more deadly, right? But how much, how much fangs should you and me be able to have? And what social, and cultural guardrails should be put around that? That's, right that's what I think the debate really is
0: about. Right on. I think if we can have more of that conversation and less of the back and forth virtue signaling, and we'll be on a better track cool all right bro and we'll we'll protect our guns (laughs) that is the plan rock and roll